Shri Guru Vaishnava Guru Parampara Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanande. morning again. Today we'll continue from where we left off last night, where the intimacy in Sakiras was being discussed, was discussed, and the uh, the astonishment of um, Sukadeva Goswami, one of a number of incidences in this, uh, these chapters centered on Sakyarasa, in which he expresses um, such his amazement at the uh, intimacy of Krishna and his friends. And um, in our last session, we discussed this in the context of two of my own verses, if you will, and today that continues with a further description of Krishna's play, but here we turn to Bhagavatam verses themselves. This should be from, um, I think we have three verses here from the 18th chapter. And two. Uh, 10, 18, 14, and 16. <laughs> Haya <laughs> Karchin Ripa Cheshtaya Ebato Loka Siddhadpi Kridabis Cheraturbane Nadi Adri Droni Kunjeshu Kananeshu Sarahasu Sara Sarasu, Sarasu, so you slobs may be better at it than than me. Slavic language is a little closer. Anyway, this is a description of Krishna's uh, play. Hmm? I'll read uh, my rendering of these verses in English. These fast friends that have been described, plucked and played with various fruits, using them as balls suitable for different types of games, some well-known and others invented in the moment. They played various games of tag, games in which boys were blindfolded involving guesswork, and games tied to wagers with sticks and flutes to win or lose. From gambling. They built bridges, dams, and dams streams, creating pools in which to wade and amused themselves by mimicking the motions of musk deer and mocking the sounds of birds. 
They imitated leapfrogs and swung from the trees like monkeys. And at times, Krishna played the role of a monarch, a king, with his sakas as his ministers, minions, scouts, and soldiers. Sometimes he ruled with Ram, and at other times, separate from Balaji, but accompanied by Narmasakas, such as Subal, King Krishna served the imaginary emperor Kamdev, tasked with taxing the young milkmaidens that Radha might pay the price of her prame. King Krishna ki jai. <laughs> So here the Bhagavatam um, gives another a nice overview of the nature of the play and um, with regard to the fruits in particular uh, the Bhagavatam cites the Bilva, the Kumba and Amalaki fruits, different size fruits uh, suitable for balls for different types of games and again some of them are well known games some of them were invented um, on the spot, <clears throat> one of the, uh, I'll mention one that's very um, charming, hmm? such games. I should mention, uh, uh, preface that with the fact that uh, amongst the cowherds, uh, Balaram is most expert in ball handling. Hmm? Krishna, on the other hand, is a little more dexterous, de dexterous hmm? and agile. Hmm? Um, but um, I we refer to a game uh, just to help us uh, enter into the feeling of what's being described here. One of the typical ball games, one that was uh, invented spontaneously in the in the moment. Other obvious ones are like throwing a larger fruit up and then having to hit it with a smaller fruit, like the amalaki. And who would win, and so on and so forth. And but um, I refer to a game that, um, and and I refer to the to the so-called time and eternity that it was played for the first time. And um, one of the sakas created the game, and the game consists of throwing fruits at other sakas and hitting them. And whoever gets hit by a fruit is eliminated from the game. Who's ever left standing is the winner, right? And so um, everyone was game, right? And they, they took part uh, enthusiastically, throwing fruits at one another. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and um, uh, Krishna was a little difficult uh, to hit, hmm? moving very very agile, as I said um, earlier. And um, at a certain point, uh, all's fair in such games, uh, in many respects, uh, um, a, a group of boys ganged up together in order to, um, and made a plan in order to hit Krishna and eliminate him from the game. And so... Um, they hid behind in the bushes around a large banyan tree. And, and then others uh, in on the, you know, the, the plan uh, drove Krishna uh, towards the tree with their fruits, which he was avoiding and so forth. And then when he got there, well, they were out of fruits and Krishna was there and said, now he just casually tried to pick them all up, and he's going to pick them all off. And right, and um, but the boys from behind the bushes emerged and uh, plastered him with with uh, with fruits, and so he was eliminated from the game. But um, he complained that it was unfair. He said it's unfair, and his. Um, excuse or his reason for that, that it was unfair was that uh, he was the son of the king of the cowherds and he should you know be ganged up on like this 
And this was just absolutely uh, uh, boo. We can't. We will not listen to that for one for one moment. Hmm? Such a, such a claim. Hmm? Um, so Balaram, uh, he had stepped out of it at this point to, to referee because special circumstances had had occurred and he sided with the coward boys. You can't make a claim like that here in, in this game. Everyone's equal and so forth. But um, not only did they eliminate him, but then because he complained, they tied him up to the tree. <laughs> they tied him to the tree and they went on playing amongst, amongst themselves. And there he was left at the tree to weep and weep and weep. <laughs> That's the story. Now, the implication, of course, the beautiful implication of it is that, or the question that arises is, why was Krishna weeping? Well, I think he was weeping because you know, he was mistreated and that he could not enter uh, in, into, into, the, into the game as it continued and, and so on and so forth. But that's not the case. Hmm? Krishna wept. This is the first occasion this game was ever played. Why was he weeping? Hmm? Who can say? Why was he weeping? He was weeping because he realized at this point, I've attained Sakurasa. They're treating me equally. Hmm? Hmm? I try to assert my Aishwarya in some way. I'm the son of the prince. I'm the prince. I'm the son of the king. You can't deal with me like this. But they wouldn't have anything of it. Right? Hmm? So he was overwhelmed with the tears of joy that, that he had attained such a, such a status. Hmm? Beautiful story. So in this way, they invent um, uh, different games. <clears throat> and one of them here that is um, significant and relative to the fact that we're discussing the adolescent pastimes of Krishna, in which, as we know, the gopis start to play uh, a role. They enter into the scene and so forth. One of them is um, what is mentioned here, that uh, sometimes... and. You know, we emphasized it in our um, translation. Krishna played the role of a king. So when he played the role of a king, then he would appoint other friends of his as his ministers. He needed a secretary, some scouts, uh, you know, a prime minister and uh, an accountant and so on and so forth. And um, Sanatana Goswami um, gives a just a, uh, in his commentary, a brief reference with regard to the fact that Krishna's that this this playing as a king is is mentioned as, as one of one of the games that um, um, and, and then that this is from where and I think I mentioned it the other day, Rupa Goswami and following his lead Raghunath Das Goswami have drawn a, a uh, impetus to. Uh, from the Bhagavatam, at least, to write their own uh, Leela um, Gruntas regarding the uh, what's called Don Kali, the play, the Kali of the of taking a toll. Hmm? So, a king uh, as the as the king, Krishna sets up a, a toll booth, hmm? toll booth for taxation. Right, makes a claim that if you pass through here, you have to pay a tax and so forth. Now, the, the broader idea is that Krishna would play uh, as a king with his friends hmm, on different occasions. But with the reference to the toll booth is a reference to um, his doing so, hmm, independent of the greater balance of his sakas and with his narmasakas alone. His narmasakas, of course, are those intimate friends who are um, participants in assistance, direct assistance, primary assistance in his um, romantic life. Krishna has a different assistance. This is um, Rupa Goswami, as you know, he drew from the um, aestheticians, if you will, uh, prior to him. For example, um, Sahitya Darpana by Vishwanath, that's not our Vishwanath Chakrati Thakur, but another Vishwanath, um, is relied upon considerably for, uh, by Rupa Goswami, for the structure, hmm, 
that he uh, uses to explain uh, bhakti rasa. Hmm? So in, in other words, in drama, you have a hero, you have the heroine, and there are other elements and ingredients and so on. And that's where all these fancy names come from and so forth, right? That we think, I can't understand that. You know, well, don't, uh, we don't necessarily need to know all the Sanskrit names necessarily, but uh, they are there. And, and, uh, and among them, um, in this regard, with the romantic life, Krishna is said to have, for example, in Sita Dharma, the hero in the, in, the, in, in, in the drama, romantic drama, is said to have uh, four, uh, I believe it's four, four assistants, four different types of assistants, the Cheta, the Vita, the Vidusaka, and the Pitamarda. These four. Um, the Cheta is a servant friend, um, the Vita is uh, a, a friend who's very cunning and he knows the tantric arts and um, um, a very expert at, at donning different disguises and so forth and bringing women under his control for the purpose of the hero. And it's the, the Vita. Uh, the Vidusaka, of course, is the joker, the buffoon, Madhu Mangal is a classic example. There are others like Basant, uh, mentioned by Rupa Goswami, and others still, of course, many that he doesn't mention, <clears throat> who, who plays uh, also a significant role. Uh, Madhu Mangal, it's worth mentioning, he's, very, yeah, he's obviously, like, obviously very prominent. We heard in our sessions how he entered into Krishna's life at the dawn of uh, Krishna's ad- adolescence. He's, he's, he's a um, lives in the house of Krishna, sleeps in, often in the same room with him, and so on and so forth. Um, so they're largely uh, inseparable, and he's very ex- privy to Krishna's romantic sensibilities and so forth. But there's a slight problem with him in this regard, because although he is a Priyanarmasaka in, in Bhava, he is also a Vidusaka, in terms of his role, a joker, a buffoon, um, a glutton is also part of the definition of the Vidusaka. So while he is functioning in terms of his bhava, which is to arguably to you know to assist Krishna in his romantic life, hmm? pass messages, uh, pacify the gopis, uh, pacify Krishna at times when when necessary so on and so forth, um, mitigates difficult uh, situations where elders get involved and uh, they think they've seen something and he has, has to convince them they're, they're, they're seeing things and, and whatnot. Um, while he's involved in all of these affairs fully, as, as other Narmasakas are, his buffoonery and his the Vidasaka side of him hmm, uh, results such that he often says things and does things that um, are uh, put Krishna in difficulty hmm? um, while, for example, trying to um, weigh in on um, um, on um, as to uh, in, in some uh, the feelings of Radha with regard to Krishna concerning rendezvous with Chandravali with, with another gopi. He'll speak in such a way with the right intention, but it'll come out wrong and and, and Krishna will have to cover his mouth and, and so forth. So uh, it's an important side of Madhu Mangal. And it's in that sense, he doesn't serve as an ideal Ragatmika Narmasaka to uh, to follow per se, <laughs> um, and neither is he a Gopa, right? Uh, but uh, or or a Vaishya or a, a, a Vira. He's he's a Brahman, so he's in a special um, special category. But one of the four mentioned in Sahitya Dharma, Sahitya Dharma, Sahitya Dharma, that um, that Rupa Goswami has imported, if you will, into uh, the, uh, into his um, 
what do you want to say, system for explaining bhakti rasa. He has, and he's named a couple of uh, vitas, a couple of chaitas. Um, he's named a couple of, as I say, um, vidusakas, Arumangal, Vasant, and the Pitamarda is, uh, we just, as we mentioned the other day, um, he's the, the companion, kind of the contrary companion. Um, in many respects, amongst all the cowherds, the most equal to Krishna. Hmm? After all, Krishna is the son of Nanda Baba, right? And who is would be second, so to speak, in terms of respectability in the in the, uh, the elders in the cowherd community to Nanda, Bishabanu, right? So you have the family of Krishna and the family of Radha, hmm? and and and. Um, Shidam's the eldest son of Rishabhanu. So they, they come from similar rich families and well-to-do, well-known, and so forth. And so it's a, a way in which it's, um, he's portrayed, and accurately so, as being equal in many respects to Krishna. Mm-hmm. So the perfect uh, um, companion, if you will, or uh, buddy. But mm-hmm, um, unlike the other three just mentioned, he always has a um, kind of, um, I know it's not a kind of an alpha male uh, sensibilities. Now, alpha male, beta male, these are terms that have not given a lot of um, um, credibility in, in psychology today and are thought to be more like, well, there's so many questions about gender and its you know, spectrum and so on and so forth. But Anyway, comparatively, the other three mentioned, um, they, their male sensibilities, which, let's put it like this, would rise to the surface as adolescents, and they're all adolescents because they're involved in Krishna's romantic life, that would rise to the surface in and around young, beautiful uh, gopikas, but it, but it doesn't. Hmm? And um, it... it, it um, um, it just doesn't play a role. But when they're not present in that, uh, those affairs, then uh, any male sensibilities that might seem to have not been manifest are manifest and they're fully engaged as uh, um, uh, coward friends of Krishna, wrestling with them and whatnot, and so on and so forth, right? So the, um, the point I'm, gonna ma- I'm making here is, is that while these four are mentioned, hmm, Rupa Goswami adds a fifth. We've got the Cheta, the Vita, the Vidusaka, and the Pitamarda. Hmm? And the Pitamarda, I should say, first, different from the other three is that, he, well, I guess I mentioned his male sensibilities are always prominent. He is listed, nonetheless, by Rupa Goswami as and following the Sita Dharma, Adarpana, as 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 a companion of Krishna, that um, is um, part of his romantic life, but his part is very minimal. There is an example, I think I mentioned it the other day, of his puffing up his chest and making a challenging Govardhan Mala, the wrestler Govardhan, who's not a Brajbasi, by the way, who married to Chandravali somehow. Radharani's cousin, right? And he's making a complaint that that Krishna's out in the forest and Chandrabali is going there. And he said, Don't you think like that? You know, Krishna's the lifter of Govardhan Hill, you know, and uh, what will he do to you? Hmm? And then everybody, Krishna, many, so many cowards are going to the forest and see him there. We never see Chandrabali. So it's, a, it's an instance, but he's not typically involved in all this romantic affairs. It's not that Sridham doesn't know about Krishna's romantic affairs. In um, Rupa Goswami's, uh, what, Vidagda Madhava? Vidagda Madhava, we find um, uh, Krishna moving along with some friends mm-hmm. and flashing back on the vision that he had, had of Krishna and said, says, Sridham, have you seen Radharani? Have you seen the beauty of Radha? And Subal says, um, that's his sister. And Krishna is just, you know, he's just, 
He's dazed. Meanwhile, Sridham is kind of a little shy. Yeah, yeah, I know you love my sister, but you know, let's not talk about it, okay? You're not supposed to, but it's okay. But so this is his attitude. There are other instances also, which it's apparent that he's aware, but he's not going to actively uh, participate in any measure in comparison to a fifth type, right? That is the Priyanarma Saka, who is not mentioned. This is my point. In Sita Dharma, Darpanor, and Abhart, Marjus, Natya Shastra, and so forth. So this is a unique uh, contribution of Rupa Goswami, the Priyanarma Saka, like Subal, Madhumangal, Arjun of Braj, and Jubal, and so on and so forth. Not only that, you won't find them in, in other sampradayas. Speaking about the Brajlila, um, um, in any, uh, and their names are mentioned. Subal's name is mentioned in Bhagavatam, in other texts, Puranas, and so forth. But this whole idea that they are this type of friend uh, and that are so actively involved in his romantic life, this is a completely Gaudiya idea coming from Rupa Goswami alone. She Rupa Goswami Prabhupada Kijaya. It's a very, it's an interesting point <laughs> worth uh, underscoring. And um, with regard to the Leela of the um, uh, Don Cayley, the toll booth, again, there are a number of them, but the, the one in particular that is written about by Rupa Goswami and Jiva Goswami and Don Kali Komudi, Don Kali Chintamani, Rupa and Raghunath have written. These um, texts are Gaudiya uh, editions of um, this Don Kali Lila. There are other editions of them that even precede Gaudiya Vaishnavism. I think the original probably come comes from Chandidas. Hmm? Um, so there are many iterations of this Leela, but in all of those, you will not find this active participation of these Narmasakas. This is a particular um, Gaudiya um, perspective. So it's an it's a, it's a insight, if you will, into the uh, Leelas as they're experienced by um, intimate players in the Leela, if you will, Rupa Goswami, Raghunathas Goswami. Hmm? And um, it's with them, therefore, that the idea here is right here in, in, in these verses of, of Bhagavatam that this is summer now and it's now midday in the summer. Hmm? And Krishna desires to play the role of a king. Hmm? Of course, he there's something that leads him to the desire to play such a game amidst so many other games. And that is a little green parrot spoke to him hmm, and said that the gopis are coming hmm, and bringing milk products on their heads hmm, to go to Govinda Kun to, to, to serve as, as assistance in, in, in a great sacrifice by which it's been said that all their desires will be fulfilled and they only have one desire. <laughs> only one desire uh, to have your hand so Krishna here's the, 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 the parrot and then he says wait let us uh, me take these boys take a little rest I'm going to take a little walk over here with a couple of friends mm. so many Narmasakas the Bhav of Narmasaka will go with me mm. yeah. and uh, and we'll be right back so this is, this is the typical as we know at midday um parting of the group where Krishna takes his intimate friends with him to participate in uh, romantic affairs in all in pursuit of the prem of Radha. Hmm? And the other boys, which would include Sridham and others in Balaram, well, they have other, they do other games, they play the sport, and Balaram becomes the central focus for them hmm? Hmm? as the object of of love, of, of, of Sakyarasa. He's the object of love and he's an example of that love because he loves Krishna in that way, right? So here he takes a more prominent role in terms of being the object of love. And he does it in such a way, as, as we were hearing the other morning, that it compensates for these boys in the absence of Krishna. 
Silly they think he's gone. As he said, he would just for a minute to check out a couple of, uh, another part of the forest over here. Hmm? But I mean, he goes for a long time. <laughs> and when he comes back, they, of course, they, 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 they look up and they realize well, the sun is just setting. You've been gone for a long time. We heard about this the other day. Where have you been? What's, what, what, have, what have you been doing and so forth? Hmm? So Balaram occupies them in this way, makes it all possible. You see, this is an example of Balaram participating indirectly in Krishna's romantic life. We find in the Bhagavatam in the 15th chapter, it begins with this eulogy of Krishna, eulogizing um, Balaram. It's just saying things about him that pertain to himself. That also pertain to Balaram, but, but saying it such a way as to collect the uh, faith and confidence of all the cowherd boys who he's now going to say, I'm going to go for a little further in the woods for a few minutes here. I'll be right back. Maybe Subal can come with me. Stay with Balaram. And they've heard like all this praise about Balaram that pertains to himself. And so he's transferred it all over to Balaram, who's now, as I say, he, he's playing the role predominantly, one aspect of himself, as the object of love for Sakurasa. And the devotees are the love itself, right? rather than seeing him as the ideal example of that love and Krishna being the object. I mean, they're both the object, but Balaram has two, two sides to play, two roles to play. So Krishna instills faith in them in, in, in Balaram at that point. This is the beginning of the Dena Kasur um, Lila, which goes on to also emphasize the position of, of Balaram and so forth. So parting of the, of, of the group, at midday and at the um, suggestion, the hint, or through the, through the uh, as a result of the message of the parrot. Now the parrot is of course significant because the parrot um, is the carrier of Kamadev. Kamadev is, is, is how we would say uh, Cupid in, in Sanskrit. Hmm? Kamadev, the, the, the god of love. Hmm? Um, yeah, I think we talked a little bit about him the other day. Didn't he? He's a very special fellow um, who um, is, oh, oh, everyone wasn't there when I spoke about this, but his another name is Ananga. Ananga means without a body because it's said in the lore that he, um, he doesn't kind of know any boundaries himself. So there was Shiva steeped in meditation and he went, thought, well, I'll try to get this guy, attract him, distract him. That's what Kamdev does, right? He's a distraction. You should know that. Okay. <laughs> you think he's an attraction, but he's a distraction, actually, <laughs> from what you know, the real course towards happiness and fulfillment, uh, what direction it would go. It goes the opposite of how we might think, right? So, <laughs> so he tried to distract Shiva from his meditation. He thought, well, here's a bit of a challenge. Guy's in meditation, he's dressed in ashes, you know, he's oblivious to the external world. Can I, I'll go, I'm the god of, 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 of lust, so let's see if I can charm him. So he managed to break the trance of Shiva, who then, with open eyes, red and fiery, burned Kamdev to ashes, his body to ashes. Hmm? But Although he could burn the body in this way of calm, Dave, he couldn't do away with calm because anger doesn't do away with karma. Hmm? No. <laughs> anger comes from the frustration of karma. When I don't get my desires filled, then I become, some anger may come, right? So anger is not a solution, Re reacting in that way. We can't uh, do away with lust by, for example, or, the, the wanting. Hmm? I don't, it's not necessarily only in a sexual sense, but just the wanting. This is calm, right? Um, how will we deal with 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 karma? We can't uh, um, uh, cut off our senses, hmm? which is what's what what's going. <laughs> trying to be anyway, <laughs> in a, which is. In effect, what Gyan as a as a path unto itself is trying to do, 
cut off the senses, right? Stop looking out there. Stop. Don't have friends. Don't let's go to a quiet place, uh, and and so forth. That that's not a sufficient means, uh, a powerful enough means to overcome calm. Hmm? That's the idea. So of course, what happened was that he, when he burned the body of Kamadev, well, then Kamadev became invisible, which just made him more so much more dangerous. If you could see him coming, well, okay, here he comes. But you can't see him coming. All of a sudden, you're smitten by his arrows, and it's over. He, he attacks all of your senses and, and incites them in relation to the object that he's chosen to attract you to. So um, the, the idea from the story there, of course, is that you can't conquer Kama by, by Gyan. But Krishna, now look at the difference. Cupid tried to distract Shiva. Right? He thought, this is going to be difficult, but I'm going to give it a try. Because that's what I do. <laughs> so, I don't have anything else to do. That's what, that's what I am, right? But then when the, the opportunity came for him to try to um, um, bewitch, if you will, or bewilder Krishna, in, in the forest he thought, this is a piece of cake, as they say. This, I mean, it's like full moon, October you know, moon here. Uh, August moon, harvest moon. It's very romantic. There's many songs about it and so forth, world over, cross-culturally. Hmm? The harvest moon in a beautiful forest hmm? and young, budding, adolescent girls that are extremely beautiful and one adolescent young boy who is extremely beautiful. I mean, this is like, I don't even have to go there. I mean, it's it's this total setup, but but it's pretty, they're pretty nice looking, both of all, you know, people. Let me go, I'll check it out. Have the darshan, right? And of course, the Leela of Rasa Leela, which is all about the preem of uh, a romantic life, Madhurya Rasa of Krishna and the gopis, that looks like calm, but is preem and different from it, like night is from day. They look similar, but if you look carefully, they're 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 the diff- there's they're as different as night and day, right? One is self-centered, the other is selfless. Um, so what happened was that calm got defeated. Therefore, another name for Rasa, the Rasa Lila is what? Give me another name for Rasa Lila. Kambijai. <laughs> Another name. What's your name? What's your name? Kambijai. <laughs> Kijai. <laughs> That's right. Victory over calm. <laughs> That's best possible by bhakti, right? <laughs> possible by bhakti. <laughs> False love. Is, is not going to satisfy us. But but no love is not going to satisfy us either. And there's a saying, better I try to love unsuccessfully than having not loved at all. That's kind of a goatee way of looking at things. In other words, we would rather be in the material world in karma than entering the Brahma Sayuja as the Gyanis desire, because there's no prospect for love there. But here, at least there's a shadow of it Hmm. You can experience, oh, I mean, it doesn't last, but it may look somewhere else. Hmm. Better to have loved imperfectly than to never love at all. Hmm. And, and still pursuing the possibility of love, which is the perfection for all of us. So, hmm. so bhakti comes to make that possible. Right? This is the discipline of bhakti. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's the, the law of love or beyond love, beyond law, beyond reason, right? Love knows no reason. So Kambi Jai, this is the uh, this is the Rasalila of Radha and Krishna, and 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 Kam's carrier, mm-hmm. my point, in the uh, all of the gods are graphically depicted and described in the scriptures and to, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Who's the carrier? On what vehicle does Kam ride? 
a parrot. That's right. He rides on the green parrot. <laughs> That's right. So why does he ride on the green parrot? <laughs> well, yeah, one of the answers is, my answer to that is, that, um, and we have these green parrots in Madhavan too, by the way. And they fly in pairs. They're always in pairs. They couple up at an early age, these uh, green parrots. And they are monogamous for life. Hmm? Hmm? And so much so is that the case that when uh, one of the pair or one half of the couple passes away from age or whatever it may be, it's only a few days uh, more until the other partner left behind also passes away. Hmm? So this is the carrier of Kamdev. Hmm? And it's interesting um, in that, of course, we overtly Krishna's um, love life doesn't appear to be monogamous, right? <laughs> but it is. Hmm? Because actually, all the gopis are partial manifestations of Radha, <laughs> aspects of herself, personifying. So that particular aspect can be fully personified and Krishna can taste that and so forth. So actually, Gaudi Vaishnavism is, a, is a, a strong advocacy of monogamy, just like Ramlila, right? Because Ram was approached by so many sages in the Dandakaranya who had been meditating on the Gopala Mantra for yugas. And in the Treta Yuga, Ram came through the Dandakaranya and they thought, that's who we've been meditating on, okay, I think. It looks like him, but... And so they expressed their, their desire to have uh, uh, romantic um, rapport, interaction with Ram. And Ram said, no, hold on. I have taken a brut. Hmm? What is that brut? Ekpatni um, brut. I will have... He was a king, see, Ram was a king. So it was not... It was customary for kings to have maidservants and more than one wife and so forth, but not Ram. And Ram is said to be the ideal king. <laughs> so I used to have some god brothers who would think, you know, men can have more than one wife, you know. And they would, this was many, many years ago, and they thought that was appropriate and so forth. But not according to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, not according to Ram Bhakti, not according to Krishna Bhakti, actually. Good to know. Uh, so, so Ram said, but, but in the next yuga, I'll be coming in my full form. It really is, 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 is um, um, what the mantra is about. And there, you can all unite with me. There's an appearance there of many and a non-monogamous or polygamous uh, and parakya affair, but it's not polygamous. And from a point of view of tattva, it's not parakya either. In other words, uh, gopis and Krishna belong to one another. It's right for them to be together. There's only appearance of it not being right, right? which causes to bring out different tastes and sentiments and intrigue of the Brajalila and so on and so forth. So Krishna heard from the parrot, the bearer of Kamdev, and then he appointed himself amongst his friends, Narmasakas, as the king. He said, Emperor Kamdev, who presides over these forests, has sent his messenger, the parrot, to advise me um, that uh, we should set up a toll booth here and tax these gopis that are coming with milk for the sacrifice. Um, and these gopis in particular have been evading the tax for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And they're the worst of the whole bunch. So... Um, so, well, I want you to be my scout and Mother Mongol, you'd be my accountant and so on and so forth. He, he's got soldiers and scouts, as they say, intimate uh, assistants uh, and, and so forth. Arjun, Ujbal, all these 
Dharma Sakra. So they set up a toll booth at, at Govardhan. Uh, um, uh, Subal goes up on the mountain, the top there. He meets Brinda Devi. They discuss this in, in his, in his uh, in Don Kaley Kumudi. Uba Goswami says, this Don Kaley Leela is very, very dear to the Dharma Sakas. Hmm? They, they have great joy in this uh, particular um, Leela, hmm? which is, again, Krishna sitting in booth, tax Radha. He wants to um, tax her for her, for her prame, right? So they, Brinda Devi and, 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 and Subal are consulting with one another, and then Radha and, and the group appear on the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're startled by her appearance. They exchanged thoughts uh, and praise of her amongst themselves. And, uh, and Subal then goes, goes, goes down to inform Krishna that they're coming. Meanwhile, Radha's coming along and, and, uh, with her friends, and they're talking about Krishna and thinking, Purnamasi has sent us on this mission, told us all our desires would be fulfilled. We only have one desire could the, could the son of Nanda just appear out of nowhere here in the middle of the forest? Is it possible? How is our desire going to be fulfilled? And suddenly there, there he is, right? Hmm? They're talking so much they get distracted from the path and they start heading to the southern direction. And then Rinda actually has to appear on the scene and say, you're going the wrong way here. Pay attention. Hmm? And discussion ensues and Krishna appears on the hill, right? Hmm? They see him. And Rod, of course, expresses her attraction as if she had never seen him before. Rinda says, you know, I have this question. Is he new every time you see him? Or is it just, you just don't see him completely each time? You know, which is a kind of a thought someone might have from reading. But this is the, what's called Anurag, right? Anurag. Krishna in Anurag, which is a developmental stage of Brudge Prem for Narmasakas and for Gopis. Hmm? And it pre- just precedes Mahabhav. Hmm? The, when Radharani is the Mahabhav Swarupani, the very form of Mahabhav, right? Um, the fullest expression of Mahabhav. And, and Anurag is characterized by seeing Krishna and every time seeing him, the experience is as I've never, like, never seen him before. Hmm? Yeah. Ever fresh, something like that. So this this, this lila, the Don Kali lila, it showcases the anurag of Radha and her Mahabhav, a a anubhav of which, in particular, that is highlighted is the Kali Kinchita. Kali Kinchita is this contradictory kila kila Kinchita. Contradictory uh, feelings. It it arises out of a um, out of the um, Sanchari Bab called Harsha, which is a kind of joy hmm? within the context of, you know, the Ananda of, for example, uh, Radha's Stai Bhav. And when this joy is combined with, I think maybe seven other ingredients like uh, pride, uh, uh, desire, tears, smiling, hmm? Anger, fear, hmm? all these things together combining. The example is given of well, if you could have a drink made of yogurt, ghee, sugar, honey, camphor, pepper, and cardamom. Her kila kinchita is something like this. So what can you say about it? In the context of this, uh, Kila Kinchita, central, if you will, to the Leela, also is the idea that the Prem of Rad, Radha is everywhere but increasing. It's um, very important but prideless. It's very, it's pure but it's crooked at the same time, right? Crooked, all these intrigues and so forth. Back, you know, behind the back of the elders, and but it's pure. The, the, the idea is it's full of these contra- contradictions. Hmm? So Krishna is there to taste this. 
This is the idea. And his friends are there to help him. And this is, um, uh, these are, um, this particularly is very um, yeah. prominent in Gaudi Vaishnavism and beyond Gaudi Vaishnavism. But the role of the Narmasakas is particular to the Gaudiya editions uh, of this. So one thing leads to another, of course, and, and uh, there's back and forth between the gopis and, and the gopas and Krishna and um, everyone. Radha is completely charmed by Krishna. He's completely charmed by her, but they're pretending as if, you know, that's just not the case at all. And you owe a lot, Krishna says. Uh, he sends off uh, Subal, says, isn't someone calling? Subal, Subal goes, and then he comes back and says, what, what did you find out? I found out, O king, that from the emperor, that all of the other girls in the village, uh, all of Praj have been captured, hmm? and they have paid their price. Hmm? And only these girls are left. Hmm? And uh, then he turns to Ujval and says, read the letter. Somehow Ujval produces a letter from Kamadev. Hmm? They, they have planned this out ahead of time, obviously. Kamadev has said, and he's given you the authorization to tax them a thousand and eight times more than any other gopi for their transgressions. These are the particularly devious sect, sector of them. And you have my full approval. Hmm? So... And Lita goes, let's go to the sacrifice. Forget these people, these guys. And so then the cowards surround them, right? And uh, arrest them, so to speak. But the gopis are not about to give in to those, those coward boys. They have some, some strong uh, uh, response and so forth. And one thing leads to another. It's very full of beautiful uh, intrigue and ex- exchange of love that everyone is, between Radha and Krishna, that everyone is, very charmed by and very there for the very purpose of bringing out, experiencing, assisting Krishna and Radha in relishing the Mahabhav. And uh, one of the things, there's many things that come up in the context of this, but one that comes to mind that I should mention, um, given the way that we're viewing this through the lens of, of Sakiras, is that in the midst of this intrigue and back and forth and so on and so forth, one of the ways in which Krishna indirectly shows Radha that really what I want here, I'm asking you for this many, this many jewels and you have to pay this price and it's all in, in terms of material uh, wealth and ingredients and so forth, but really all he wants is the wealth of her frame. So one of the ways he shows that to her is he stands there with arm in arm, with Subal, Subal with his arm around him hmm, and um, expresses the intimacy of their friendship with one another that causes Radha, right, to look at Krishna and Subal and think in her mind, oh, how lucky is Subal? What has he done? How many penances has he performed and in how many sacred places for how many lifetimes to be able to stand in in public like this with uh, with uh, his arm around Krishna? If only I could have it's a longing in a sense for on the part of Radha for the advantages of Sakirasa for a moment. And therefore, of course, it's said by Raghunathaska Swami elsewhere, where he lists maybe 108 names of Radha. He says, Supal Sarupya. So, Supal Nyasta Sarupya and Supal Toshita. He says, Radha, one of the names of Radha is that she gives her, um, uh, she dons the form, she takes on the form of Subal. And she takes on Subal Toshi, she takes on the mind of Subal also. So there's an argument that just as Radharani has so many feminine expansions, Kaya Vyuha, Vyuha means like an expansion, Kaya of her own, her own body that are there other gopis. Subal is a male form of this. So it's a special feature of this particular. Uh, Leland's highlights the extraordinary position 
of the Narmasaka Subal, who's the you know the leader of them all. Hmm? But uh, at any rate, one thing leads to another, and in the end, they agree. Okay, we're going to let you go at this time. We'll renegotiate later. Hmm? We think that you owe. You think that you don't, and we'll let you go, and, and so it passes. And then they return. The coward boys return to the rest of the group. They meet with Balaram and the other boys. We've heard about those types of meetings. They meet, and they praise Krishna. They sit him down under the banyan tree. They start to offer him flowers and decorate him and so on and so forth. And Manamangal says, you know, why are they decorating him? I'm the Brahman here. I'm Brahmins. They should be worshipped, right? And so Sudama says, well, you know, come over here and I'll dress you in the same way, you know. I'll decorate you over here. I agree with you. Yeah. Maybe forget these other guys. So he takes him aside and decorates him and so forth. But he makes him look like a complete, you know, puts twigs in his hair and stuff like that. So, and so uh, Mother Mongol's saying, oh, okay, right? You're looking great now. Huh? And then he brings him out into the other assembly and everybody's laughing at him and poking at him. And he says, what's going on? And then he looks in the river, sees his reflection, and then he gets angry, and then he attacks Sudama. So they fight, and they, he grabs Krishna's stick. They have stick fighting and so forth. But um, he's Sudama starts to get the better of him, and then Sudama says, um, "Well, well, anybody, there." Uh, um, uh, Madhumangal escapes from Sridham. He, he takes shelter of Krishna, uh, or from Sudam. Sridham enters into the picture and wants to, you know, continue the match and so on and so forth. Krishna says, and and and, and, and um, uh, uh, Madhumangal says, you know, Krishna should do, you know, not me now. I'm I'm in his shelter here, and. Uh, I should say, rather than fight with Sudam, Sudam steps and says, "He's tired now. He should fight with me." Hmm? So then they're they're fighting, they're 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 wrestling, or they start to wrestle, but then Balaram intervenes and says, "Hold it, let's make a team here." So then they line up, right? Hmm? And Krishna, to make it interesting, says, "Okay, those who are on Balaram's side, that come to my side, and those who are on my side, we'll go to Balaram's side, just increase the the fun of it all." and each one is paired off, right, for wrestling. And whoever loses has to carry the other hmm, back to the banyan tree. But you hold on to on, on his shoulders, from the shoulders, and, and get off, right? Hmm. And it's at this point, then, of course, that Krishna says, um, no, I think Krishna, Krishna, Krishna said, let's all fight like this. But he had a reason for it. Hmm? What was Krishna's reason for this? He said, you know, oh, I could fight with Sridham, but let's make let's make teams, and everybody can pair off. Hmm? What was his reason? His reason was because his Aishvarya Shakti, hmm? his godhood, his omniscience, started to come to the surface because in their midst was a fake cowherd boy. Hmm? 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 That's Perlambasura. Hmm? He had disguised himself as a cowherd. And paired off, ready, to, and, and then he had, of course, Krishna to point him out to 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 uh, to Balaram. Said, oh, that guy over there, see, see him, and that's who Balaram was paired against. Uh, this is a very beautiful lila and a lot of interesting insights. We don't have time to go through it all; it's a whole other class. But um, this will be our last class. I'll just conclude with this today: that, um, of course, Balaram defeated. Um, Perlambasur, who had to carry him, and he carried him rather than back to the banyan tree away. And Perlambasur thought, I'll carry him away. He seems to be very dear to Krishna. So if I take him away, that will take the life out of Krishna. And I'll deal with Balaram, who's, who's not the main one anyway, but he's the main one in Krishna's eyes. So it'll be easier to deal with. And having dealt with him, slain him, Krishna will be half dead anyway because his friends will be have, have been uh, done away with. So this was his, his strategy. And he ran away with, with uh, Balaram on his shoulders. And Balaram had been, already knew 
from Krishna that well, this is a demon, but still he was dressed like a coward boy. So he could only treat him like a coward boy. He couldn't do anything but wrestle with him when get carried on his shoulders until the point where the fact that um, uh, a demon like Perlambasar cannot bear the weight of Balaram. They cannot, they cannot bear the, the weight of the fact that there's God in the world. There's, there's a real right and there's a real wrong and so on and so forth. He could not bear that. And so the weight of the reality of, of, of God's, if you will, position uh, came to bear. And in order to deal with that, he started to manifest his, his, uh, his form that on its face is far stronger than any coward boy, a big form and ferocious looking and so on and so forth, which he had concealed in, in terms of his plan, right? But Balaram, then when he shed his appearance as a coward boy, then he thought uh, he should um, slay him. Hmm? Uh, and, and was concerned that he should do so and quickly return to the to the uh, assembly of the cowherds because who knows, maybe some other demon is there too, right? So he returned and then it was his, 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 the slaying of Perlambasur is celebrated by, um, by all the coward boys praising Balaram who gives deference, gives deference to Krishna. That by his, it's by his power I've done this and so on and so forth. So a few thoughts about... Uh, Slaying of Palambasur and so forth. So, any question? Anything? Sorry, last few minutes ago. Yes, Balaram needs to be reminded of his. Needs to be what? He needs to be reminded of his divinity. <laughs> yeah. And and then he then he slays him by pounding his head into his body or something like that. Uh -huh. uh, is there anything like that in the in, in the Nithyalila version or the upper version? I mean, in in the not not in that, but in in the version that you were uh, giving us right now. No. Mm -hmm. No. No. Of course, um, you know, it's a Prakat Leela that's performed over and over again, with different nuances. But I mean, in a, in a sense, yes, but the, the spirit of it is there. He's only in the mood of a coward boy, and he's relating with another coward boy who's dressed like that. I mean, Krishna, you know, accepted Putana as his mother because she dressed like a mother. So he couldn't bring it to him. He knew, by Krishna told him, you can say he can be... Uh, he, as Krishna's omniscience, his, his, his Aishvarya Shakti is coming to the fore, well, he's bringing Balarams to the fore also. In that sense, he's reminding him of his divinity hmm? by just by pointing out the fact that there's, there's, a, there's a demon in our, our, our midst that we'll have to deal with. Hmm? And further, of course, as I say, when he goes forward and he's carrying Perlambasur and then Perlambasur sheds his cowherd appearance and dress, well, that that corresponding with that is, 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 is Balaram's Aishwarya is coming to the fore. So he's being reminded of his divinity and that's, I mean, it doesn't say it per se, as it does perhaps in the Puranas that you cite, but the, the fact remains. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I, I have questions about all those demons who were uh, killed by Krishna in Rajarila. So we should consider them as a, some special souls with bhakti samskaras that were <coughs> able to to go into this intimate Krishna pastimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a, a text, um, Garga Samhita. Hmm. Uh, it, I think it's thought by a number of devotees that um, it was written in the, after the Goswamis and therefore they never cite it. But I have seen it cited by Bhakti Thakur, by Bhakti Siddhanta, maybe Saraswati Thakur, 
in our party bar, Ananta Das Babri, I found him commenting on it, uh, referring to it once as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, in that book, it does describe the previous lives of these um, henchmen of Kamsa and how the circumstances arose by which they would take that birth and so forth. So we could look at from that vantage point. Um, another way to look at that, of course, is that in the Gita, Krishna says, and this is where Madhva gets his explanation of why there's evil in the world, because some people are just evil. Hmm? Krishna says that um, those who, what does he say? Demonic persons, um, life after life, I place them in demonic wombs. And then, so Madhva gets the idea, well, there you go. You know, there's some soul that just some saran jivas. They're always in this world. They're tamasic and, uh, and they're demonic. And that's his explanation of why there's evil in the world. And so there's a much more complex theological explanation that he offers. Um, but my thought on that had always been, well, yes, Krishna places them in demonic wombs, life after life after life, until they get so bad that he, and they enter the Leela and then he kills them and they get liberated. <laughs> Bhagavan Sri Krishna Ki Jai. <laughs> so, yeah. <coughs> wondering on uh, Kamadev, Dr. Bhatt. So, in material, Kamadev distracts us, but does the transcendental attract us? I would, I would think that Krishna was attractive. He's the transcendental Cupid. The thing about it is, is, is but significant, of course, is that uh, uh, Krishna is all attractive. He is the transcendental Cupid, right? But he is attracted to Radharani. Hmm? And it's, <laughs> it's said that he's really only Madan Mohan when he stands next to her. Hmm? So... All right. Well, nice to be with you all this year. We'll hope to return again soon, right? Panchakalpatarubhya's chakrapasindubhya patitanam bhavani